the protectors of the wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 52, the chief of police warns Phoebe she's got enemies. Gilligan pointed frantically to the courtyard. There's been an accident. They used our phone to call an ambulance. Everyone's shouting at me. Phoebe skipped back to Louise, grabbed the first aid kit, and returned to the courtyard in seconds. There in the gathering dusk, she saw a small group of boys near the wall by the front gate. Coming closer, she could make out a boy sitting with his back against the wall and three other boys kneeling and standing around him. The boy's head was in his hands. He groaned and straightened up. Phoebe saw a knot like a golf ball swelling on his forehead, with blood trickling down near his eye and on his hand. She opened the first aid kit, pulled on latex gloves, and quickly cleaned the cut and applied a giant Band-Aid. The boy opened his eyes as Phoebe worked. She popped a chemical ice pack and applied it to the wound, taking the boy's hand to hold it there. No one's parents are around? My brother went for our mom. Somebody called an ambulance? They said so. I don't know who they were. What happened? Skateboarding. We were grinding on the curb and a, a car pulled fast on the spot. Joel had to jump. Uh, uh, he hit his head as he came down. On what? The sidewalk. Did he go out? Was he limp? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, j just for a sec, he started to cry and, and got up. We, we set him down and, we set him down in here. Where'd the driver go? Uh, I don't know. We weren't looking. Phoebe gently squeezed Joelle's knee. Hey, Joelle, how's it going? Oh, bad. I, I feel sick. Oh, my head hurts. And I don't, I don't want to go to the hospital. I, I want to go home. I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. You can't make me. You can't make me. A police officer emerged in the darkness. That you, Phoebe? She recognized Chief Santiago's voice, and she stood up as if to attention. It's me. 
The boy hit his head skateboarding on the street. Almost got hit by a car. He feels sick. A brother went for the mom. Joel, this is Chief Santiago. He's going to help us. I don't want to go to the hospital. I want to go home. Joel's mom and older brother appeared at the courtyard gate. Joel, what happened? How is he? Oh, my darling boy. Is he okay? <laughs> mom, mom, I want to go home. I want to go home, mom. These reckless drivers. My son tells me it was a fast car. Come on, come on, let's all step outside. Here we go. Come on, boys. We'll go together. The ambulance won't hurt you. They walked out of the front gate. Unconscious boy? No, he's right here. I don't think you'll need the gurney. He can walk. We'll go together. <laughs> it, it's okay. It's okay. Joel was no longer afraid. He stepped into the ambulance and his mom followed. Phoebe invited them all back to the store the following day. And the red light flashed and the ambulance U-turned and sped away. The boys walked in the other direction, carrying their skateboards. Let me know how it comes out. Phoebe watched them, so vulnerable and forlorn, disappearing into the night. And thanks, Chief. Thanks for coming. I'm worried about the boy. To her surprise, Chief Santiago showed no sign of leaving. He motioned for her to follow, and he stepped back inside the courtyard and leaned against the wall in the dark. You're doing a nice job. Your father better be proud of you. I'm glad to have you here dealing with these kids. But I'm worried. Not so much about the kid, but about you. And all of us. What? About us? What do you mean? The chief smiled, having got her attention. Are you aware that there are people who will try to blame this incident and anything else they can find on you? Oh, don't protest. I know everything you'll say already. I'll present the same arguments myself. It didn't even happen on store property. You helped out of the goodness of your heart. But some people are angry at what you and Sammy are doing, and they'll say these kids are only here because you're attracting them. And where would they suggest these kids go? I know, I know. But in a way, they're right. Except that we see it as a positive thing, and they, no question about it, see it as a negative thing. I'm especially worried about Friday night. Keep a tight lid on it. Obey all the rules. You're scaring me. What rules are you talking about? How many people is Sammy allowed to have in there, hmm? Does he have a permit to sell vegetables on the sidewalk? Are you allowed to run sporting events behind the store? Stuff like that. Chief, please talk to Sammy. He needs to hear this. No, 
you are the one who's going to talk to Sammy. They're trying to prove I'm in league with all of you in a conspiracy. They've got a man watching this place night and day, and I'm playing it cool. I'm not setting foot in the coffee shop unless I'm called in the line of duty. Why do you think I'm here for this little accident? I could have sent Harley, but I came to talk to you. And by the way, if duty requires that I visit Chester's sidewalk market, let's say tomorrow at noon, and I demand that he and Sammy vacate the sidewalk, what do you think they should do? Phoebe stared at Chief Santiago's face in the faint streetlight. He smiled with a twinkle of amusement in his eyes. Of course we'd follow your orders. I'm glad to hear you say we, because Sammy has no permit for the sidewalk, but you don't need one for the courtyard. The chief smiled at her surprise. He was enjoying this conversation. And you'll spoil things if you tell Sammy or any of your little gang in advance. Just let me do my job, and then step in and make it right after I'm gone. Got it? Phoebe nodded. Her eyes glowed. This was a level of trust she'd never imagined. She felt as if she'd been promoted to an exalted rank, like a foot soldier being dubbed a knight. She gave the chief the little bow she'd learned from Chi-Chi. I've got it. Consider it done. I'll return the favor in any way I can. And I'll start by forgetting we had this conversation. Hmm. My god. I've got a lot to do in a short time. It's like the flood is coming. And I'm going to need help. I was going to say the same to you. Don't imagine I'm in control of all this. Everyone better pull their weight if we want a town worth living in. I hear you. Gotta run. In the dream I saw the headlight and I know I'd run I was blinded by the headlight And I know I'd run Night, my truck was coming Wide as Highway 61 I could see it in the distance 10,000 wheels around the bend Distance, ten thousand wheels round the bend. Locking out the moon and the sunlight, don't know where it's gonna end. All night, my truck is coming, biggest mountain rolling by. All night, my truck is coming, biggest mountain rolling by. 
moving through the houses and the trees. Avalanche is moving through the houses and the trees. Lord, won't you help your children? Lord, help us if you please. Oh, hurricane screaming, blowing wild across the for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.